listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning out there. I hope everybody's going jolly. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And today, we have a very special guest who's rounding out our amazing Women's Empowerment Month here on Making Life Brighter Radio. And she is not only an incredible keynote speaker, and she has been around, she just said, 11 flights in one month all around the country, perhaps even around the world. And she is known as the Dynamic Communicator. And Miss Jill Schaefelbein is an award-winning business owner, but she is the author of an incredible book called The Dynamic, Dynamic Communication. And she's known as the Dynamic Communicator. And this book is just off the charts, but her resume is off the charts. And I am so happy and proud to present Jill here today to all of you because she is going to leave us with at least 10 things that you can do better in your life to make your business a success. Welcome, Jill. Thanks for coming today. Well, thanks for having me. And at least 10, that's a tall order, so we better get started. We're going to get started. I know how you work. I know how you speak, and you don't waste any time in anything, and you are amazing, truly. But before we jump into your book and all the things that I have found so helpful in reading this book, I'd like to talk a little bit about you. You have been speaking for, doing keynotes now for how long? I mean, in some way, shape, or form, I guess since I was 16, so over half of my life. But as a full-time speaker with no other revenue sources, just over three years, but my first paid keynote where I collected that, you know, more than a four-figure fee was back in 2012. Congratulations. And you've done some amazing things. I mean, you've been a... Uh, a professor, a teacher at Arizona State University for 11 years, you've analyzed terrorist documents because of your ability to communicate. And so what you're doing now and the book that you've created is almost a natural next step for you. Tell us a little bit about your background that led you to writing this book and just realizing that this is what you have to do and put out there to the world. You know, for me, when I was young, around the first time I started speaking in front of bigger audiences, because I was a leader in high school where I grew up in a small town in Kansas, I quickly realized the power that words have to create change, both positive and negative. And for me, I then became obsessed with understanding how words work to you know, change people's dynamics, to change their behaviors, to produce better results. And in school and in graduate school, I studied that, but then very much got interested in the business angle of words and communication and messaging. So I taught at the University at Arizona State for 11 years. Business communication was mainly uh, what I ended up teaching. I started off teaching public speaking and some other things. But in doing that, I did the academic route, wrote the textbook, did the publications, all of that stuff, and realized that it wasn't the right environment for me. And so I'm still a teacher at heart, but the most recent book out, Dynamic Communication, 27 Strategies to Grow, Lead, and Manage Your Business, was designed so that people who are busy, that's most of us, 
don't have time to read a whole entire book, but yet you might be facing a business problem. So how could I write a book that has actionable strategies that you could pick up, flip to a chapter, open it, and in five minutes or less have something that you can immediately implement? And that was the design impetus behind the book. You can read it to cover to cover, and that's great, but you don't have to to get the value. I think, you know, I saw you speak when you came to the local chapter and you did an amazing presentation and I was blown away. I was inspired, I have to tell you. And I think that's what's happening for you right now is you are so hot, everybody wants you to come speak and share what you know and share what you're doing. And, you know, this book, again, is called Dynamic Communication, 27 Strategies to Grow, Lead, and Manage Your Business. Now, you're saying you don't need the book alone and that's because you're... (laughs) Your website and everything else you do is so well put together. But here are some of the things that people are saying about your book. Uh, anyone can be a good or great, can, can be good or great. But to be dynamic, you need this book. Read to succeed. That's Jeffrey Hazlett, and he's in the C-suite ne- network. This book is like having a highly paid coach in your back pocket giving you the play-by-play to not only be a better communicator, but a game changer in your industry. That's Greg Rollett, Emmy award-winning producer and founder of ambitious.com. These people are standing behind you and cheering you on because what you've done here is so amazing. It really is. Do you ever sit down and say, wow, I feel great about having done this. I recognize that I've just done sort of a thesis almost. I've done it and it's out there and I'm taking it to the world. How does that feel to you? You know what's interesting about it is oftentimes we don't sit back and appreciate where we've come and how far we've gone enough. For me, those type of feelings come in when I hear people say, hey, just so you know, I read this chapter in your book and I did this and I changed this and here's the result. That's really when it makes me realize, oh, well, maybe I have done something that people can use. And, I mean, when we write books, we write them because we believe they can help. But oftentimes we just get so busy in doing the service and doing the helping and working with our clients and making better life situations for them that we forget about those other things that we've created that are just kind of floating out there on people's bookshelves. So it's nice to hear when those things come in. Now, are you... Are you interested in one particular topic more than another around this book? Because I pulled out some things that I thought were brilliant in your book. And I'd like to go over those, really, because you just have kind of a very clear way of telling this story. It's, it's a leading. It's an understanding. It's talking about how you communicate, why you communicate, what you're trying to achieve in communication, and then actually how to achieve that. It's it's something that yeah, I feel... I'll let you take the lead. Yeah. All right. Well, I did my homework here because I love your book so much. <laughs> I just have to say <laughs> I really it's do. It's so nice. It's so great to hear. Thank you. No, really, I do. I, I am truly a fan. And I would encourage everybody out there who has the opportunity to go to any seminar you have, any webinar you do, and see you speak live to do so. Because Jill, Jill is truly a dynamic communicator. She gets up and she goes. But in taking time to kind of go through and learn from you, um, I, just, I just love that you have the workbook you've done, first of all, online. So if anybody gets this book and they read it, they can go back and they can actually use your workbook, which you've created on your website. So it's dynamiccommunicationbook.com, correct? 
Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things, I mean, as an educator at heart, I think it was really important for me not only to put a book out there, but then for those who want to take that book and really put it into action, giving them the resources to do so, and not in a way that's trying to upsell someone on anything. Like, you get the book, you get the workbook free, and there's no big fancy email list or anything like that, because that's not my style. If people, you want to take action, I want to enable you and provide the tools to help. Right. Absolutely. So I have a question. Why did you choose 27 dynamic communication strategies? Was there a reason for 27? Uh, Or was that just how it worked out? There's there's psychology behind an odd number. Um, And so a a list having an odd (laughs) number, there's a psychology uh, factor behind that. Other than mm-hmm. that, um, you know, there's, depending on studies you read, there's different meanings for different numbers. I didn't pay attention to those. I knew I wanted an odd number. And what I did was I kind of mapped out the areas. And then I had post-it notes all over a door. I mean, just these mini post-it notes with all these ideas all over the door. Started organizing them into categories. And when I looked at them, I was like, oh, how many are here? Oh, 27. Well, that's convenient. That's an odd number. Let's just go with that. That's the honest truth how it happened. There wasn't some grand master strategy behind it, but it was, this is how many strategies I can get across in the amount of words that the book needed to be that the publisher and I agreed on and where I can actually know that I can take someone from understanding a concept to seeing a solution to getting a plan. I love it. I love it. I wondered because, you know, you do so much research in this book and you're pulling in people from all over. So I just had to ask that question. <laughs> it begged the question. So yep. I love the idea that um, you play telephone with a brand. That's what you That's what you called it. That's what you said. You know, remember the game telephone and you go into branding. Tell us a little bit about that concept. So, When you are a business, um, you know, and forget even being a business, let's just take this from a personal example, right? Like scratch the business level. Let's look at it from your own personal branding perspective. Even if you are not a business, just in your life, you know, because people listening here, you're on health and wellness. It's how you're presenting yourself as well. So really, when you look at yourself and you do something, you have an action. Well, somebody sees that and then they tell another person about that action and then that person, somehow some example comes up in conversation where that story is relevant, so then they're telling it. And it's like a game of telephone that's being passed on and passed on. And by the time it gets to the fourth or fifth person, what's being told hardly resembles what was the reality. The idea is you want your brand, you want your behaviors, you want yourself to be so good that when people are talking about you in these situations that instead of telling the story in a way that gets diminished, it actually amplifies the effect that it has. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's so critical. And you go on to say that everything you do and do not say is communication. I love that. I'm actually going to put that mm-hmm. like on my mirror. I, I just love that because in my work, in my field, we talk about energy, radiation, what you're radiating, even when you're not speaking, what energy are you putting forth in the world? And so I love the way you say this. Everything you do and do not say is communication. Can you speak to that? Yeah. And my paraphrase of it is mine, but the original concept is not mine. And a credible person and a recovering academic, of course, give credit where it's due. So the original phrase 
that that paraphrase is based on is One Cannot Not Communicate. And it's actually from a 1975 book in the communication field called Pragmatics of Human Communication. And the authors, Walter Govan and Jackson, put out five different axioms to kind of define and structure the field of study for communication. And One Cannot Not Communicate is my absolute favorite one. But it's something that we often don't think about because our actions communicate, and we're pretty cognizant of that, but our inactions communicate just as much, if not more. So as a business owner, being cognizant of what you're saying and also what you're not saying as a person, being cognizant of what you're doing and what you're not doing and what your lack of action communicates is important. Mm-hmm. And you went on to talk about um, a fellow that you researched called Ludwig Ludwig. Ludwig? Von Bertoleffi, I can't even say his name. He cool. talks about theory. interdependence, and I love that concept mm-hmm. too. We're going to get into that when we come back from break, and we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to really go through Jill's book and all the things that she's brought to the table, and we're going to talk to her a little bit about what it's like to write for counterterrorism too. <laughs> she is so dynamic. She's the dynamic communicator for sure. Jill Schiffelbeam, you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and we'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. And uh, if you'd like to hear the archive of this show later, you can go to makinglifebrighter.com, and all of them will be on the player on the radio tab there. You can also subscribe on iTunes and on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel. We'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning, based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique 
gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And we are here today with Jill Schiffelbein, and she is the dynamic communicator. And she has been uh, all over the country in the last month, really, speaking, because she is the dynamic communicator, and she has written a book called Dynamic Communication. And we've been talking about dynamic communication today. And I'd like to read you what her book says is the definition of dynamic communication. A dynamic communicator is confident, adaptable, progressive, proactive, and stimulating. A dynamic communicator commands an audience, leads a team, presents ideas, generates sales, achieves buy-in, and delivers results. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about the concept of dynamic communication in terms of how you thought of this as you wrote this book. I mean, for me, it's all about action because when I was in the academic space, you do a lot of stuff that is based on theory. And when you're teaching, you're getting students to understand the theory and the concepts, but oftentimes in the classroom, you don't get to go to the next step, which is application. And what I was finding as I moved into administrative roles and built up uh, massive departments and everything else in academia and at some uh, corporations, it, it, it was really lacking in the application field. So how can we take these concepts that we know are good, that we know are based on research, but how do we actually apply them in real life with real humans outside of a laboratory setting? And so my love for making the theoretical tangible is really what this book is about. And good communication, you can write the most eloquently, excuse me, eloquently crafted message, and that wasn't so eloquent, so funny that I stumbled on that word, the most (laughs) eloquently crafted message, you can dot all your I's, cross all your T's, make it with perfect grammar, but if it doesn't produce any action, I would argue that that's not good communication. So dynamic communication involves that action, involves that next step. It's not just that the words or the message exist. And it's not that people hear them, but it's that people do something with them. That leads me to chapter three, and I'm going to skip around just for a minute. You talked very clearly about hearing versus listening. And I know that when I learned French in college, there's two words, one for hearing and one for listening. And they're absolutely different words. And I think that speaks to what you just said. People can hear you, but they're not listening. And if they don't 
don't listen to you. They don't know what you're really talking about. Is that correct? Well, they could still even listen, but even listening doesn't mean they're going to act. So it has to even go a step further beyond that if you want to be what I would call dynamic in that endeavor. Because hearing is a physical act. You're taking in sound. It does the reverberations. It does all those physiological things in your body that scientists and doctors can explain much more clearly than I can. Listening is where you're actually processing that information. You're actually assigning meaning to that information. But listening means you're assigning meaning to the information. It doesn't mean you're doing anything about it. So really, that segment of the book, especially as it pertains to sales for a business owner or um, in the case of anyone in your personal life, being able to move people to action, make better agreements in your relationships with your friendships, with your significant other, it needs to go beyond listening. It needs to go into responding in action. So your book is not necessarily only about business. It's about communicating with anyone in your life and and having better communication no matter what your relationship is. It is. And it's framed as a business book. It's with a, you know, Entrepreneur Press is a publishing company that is aimed at entrepreneurs and business people. So it's written from that framework. But the you know, the skeleton, here's my analogy that I always use. When you look at any theory, when you look at any uh, set of modeling or requirements the skeleton, the bone structure is going to stay the same. How the muscles flex changes with each situation. So how you'd flex your listening muscles in the business environment will probably manifest a little differently than how you might flex them in a home environment. And so it's really looking at the skeleton here. This book shows you how to flex the muscles in the business environment, but it's pretty easy to extrapolate how you'd flex them in your home life as well. Right. Right. So let's talk about interdependence. Tell us about what that system, how systems are connected and why interdependence is such an important point within your framework. So, I mean, it's not my framework. Interdependence, again, is another, another concept. Everyone who says they've come up with these revolutionary new frameworks, no, the frameworks have been there. You may manifest them a little differently. There may be a little different twist on the idea But the frameworks are there. The job of people today who are thought leaders, in my opinion, who are expanding on things are, A, expanding on it to fit current environments and situations that weren't in existence when the theory or structures were presented in the first place, or two, tying two ideas together in a way that can create that change. So interdependence is in Bert Lampe's systems theory. This is actually the single most important informative theory in my entire education because it was learning about this theory that got me studying business dynamics and environments that led to me analyzing terrorist documents and doing all these different things. But this particular term within the theory, um, interdependence, what it means in short is that the whole is greater than a sum of its parts. And what that means is the most common analogy used to teach this is when you are going to make a cake, you have ingredients. You have baking soda, you have flour, maybe you have some baking powder, maybe it's a chocolate cake, so you have some cocoa, you have some eggs, maybe some butter, some sugar, whatever those ingredients are. Set out individually, those ingredients are only ingredients. They cannot be more than what they are. Sugar cannot be more than just sugar unless it interacts with something else. And that's where the interdependence comes in, is that the whole is greater than a sum of its parts, meaning the cake is more than just this list of ingredients. It's not only those ingredients, but it's the interactions between those ingredients that make the cake. 
So in any situation, if you're trying to produce change, it's not just looking at the elements or the ingredients that are involved in that situation. It's how all of those elements and how are all those people and how all those contexts are interacting and come together to make change. So what one thing do you think is the most important for dynamic communication? It's hard to say just one thing because depending on the situation, one thing may be more important than the other. But if there's one overarching thing is um, clarity and transparency, always making Mm -hmm. sure and not assuming that because you intended a message to be sent one way that it was actually received that way. I think there's so much in this world that goes wrong based on misinterpretations or missed meanings or failed messaging simply because one person sent it, believed they were clear, another person received it, believed they received it clearly, goes on to act and does an action that was never intended in the first place simply because nobody took the time to check for clarification and confirmation. That's a great point. That's a great point. And you speak about the residual of poor communication as being missed opportunities and missed understandings, misunderstandings rather. So I think that speaks to what you just said. The misunderstanding can go so far out that now everything's off the track where it didn't need to go off the track from the get-go if we had a proper understanding. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the cost of poor communication is exactly that. And it costs businesses billions and billions of dollars. And it costs us outside of the business world some of the valuable relationships that we could have held on to had we just taken the time to communicate more clearly and dynamically. In your speaking and working with different groups and businesses so far, what is it that you more commonly see as the missing link besides just communication breakdown what specifically do you run into more often than not that's causing businesses to stumble? People seeing things from their own perspective and not seeing them from others' perspectives. And so that may be a common sense statement, but it's very hard in a fast-paced business environment when our minds are wired. We've had habits that have formed in our basal ganglia, that part of our brain, for our whole entire life. And now here we are in business environments interacting with people who had different habits form in that area of their brain. To reprogram that takes a lot of consistent, concerted, conscious effort, and that's hard. So when we're in this fast-paced environment, when we're trying to get promoted, when we're trying to grow, when we're trying to sell, when we're trying to manage, whatever it is that we're doing, we go to our own heuristic shortcuts for making decisions, for communication and everything else. Instead of taking a breath, slowing down, and realizing that the way I see it isn't necessarily the only way. It may, in fact, be the right way in that situation. I don't know. It depends on the situation. But realizing that people come to the table with a lot of different perspectives, and sometimes we take those for granted, feeling that those will automatically come up, but they won't unless they're given the permission. That's great. You talk about hierarchical noise. Let's jump into that for a minute. It's it's a it's a Hierarch- thought about yeah. You know, go ahead. The concept of hierarchical noise is that when you are in any communicative situation, there is noise present. And I'm not just talking about physical noise, right? Like I could clap or bang or do some crazy thing to my mic, which you know the audio in you is cringing right now, and I will stop doing that. But 
you can do that, and that's physical noise. There's environmental noise. There's semantic noise that could be caused by someone that maybe has an accent that you can't quite easily understand, or maybe someone speaks too quickly or too slowly, any of those things. Or if they use a word or a piece of jargon that you don't understand, that would be semantic noise. And then there's hierarchical noise, and that is noise, and noise in this situation is anything that disrupts the acceptance and understanding of your message that you're sending. Hierarchical noise is how we tend to communicate differently if someone is in power over us. If someone has power over us, so in a business environment, it would be your boss. You tend to communicate a little differently to your boss than you might with your colleagues. And sometimes in attempting to do so, we have habits that happen, again, based on how we were raised in many situations that kick in and we don't get our message across as clearly as we possibly could. But this is also so in personal relationships, whenever you feel that you were in the wrong and you're communicating, there is also hierarchical noise present because you're communicating to someone who has the power of what you perceive as right over you. And so there's many different situations where this noise comes into play, but being cognizant that you may be altering your communication style because of that is a first step. And in some cases, the altering is a good thing and in others, it's not. Very good. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. We have special guest Jill Schiffel being here today. She is the dynamic communicator, and you can buy her book on Amazon.com, and we'll be right back. You can check out the dynamiccommunicator.com. Stay tuned. We'll have more of Jill right as we come back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning, based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts 
to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. We're talking with Jill Schaeffeldeen today, and she is the Dynamic Communicator. She has a book out called Dynamic Communication, 27 Strategies to Grow, Lead, and Manage Your Business. And you can check it out on Amazon.com. You can also go to her website at thedynamiccommunicator.com and learn so much more. You can also check out her workbook that accompanies this book and follow along in her blog. She has so many great things that people can benefit from that she has taken the time to put out there for our benefit for research purposes. I mean, she's just an incredible researcher, and she's gone ahead and done so much of the legwork that we can all benefit from. So thank you, Jill. Really, thank you, because you always say, take one thing. Just take one thing that I'm telling you and, and go with it. And I think you're, you're just incredible. You're just wonderful. So thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us. No, it's my honor, and it's always nice to hear those things. And I think it's, you know, when you put stuff out in the spirit of service, it it comes back to you. Like, of course, we all do things for self-serving reasons. I write content because I hope people will find it and use it, and then I also hope people will find it, use it, and then want to hire me for other things. But it's the intent behind there is how do you create something that has value outside of you, that has value whether or not people ever talk to you again, and then the right people who really want to use your stuff are going to find a way to talk to you too. Absolutely. And, you know, you have such a wonderful way of communicating, whether it's live or in your writing. Your writing is so very clear. I mean, you, <laughs> you'd have to be illiterate not to get it. And really, I have all my tabs in my book. I have my highlighter and everything's highlighted. I feel like I went to university when, <laughs> when I read the book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I will be, this is one of the rare books I will keep on my desk and continue to refer back to so I really, really encourage people to go out and get this on Amazon and check it out. You won't be disappointed. You really won't. She's just that good. And that's why she's in so much demand right now. And she is a flying keynote speaker, part of NSA. She's amazing and um, has done her due diligence all along the way. But let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about some of your earlier days that led to this. So... You analyze terrorist documents to help provide counterterrorism messaging strategies to the military. Tell us how that happened and how you got into it and what you did. 
You know, a lot of things in life come to people who are curious and have the propensity to search out new things and say yes. And this was one of those things for me. I was actually in graduate school at the time, and I was doing my studies, going to class, uh, teaching through a rare circumstance. I started teaching while I was in graduate school at the university, which was great. Um, and I had my own classes, and I was loving that. But it wasn't enough for me. My mind wasn't filled. So I sought out opportunities to learn about technology, learning programming, learning coding, learning all of this stuff. And there was a professor at the university, Dr. Stephen Corman, who had, with Dr. Kevin Dooley, developed this software that is a text resonance analysis software. So basically, um, the most simple way to describe it for the non-geeks out there that are not me is think of the word clouds where you type in a bunch of words and a word cloud gives you a visual representation of what words show up most frequently. Well, this is word cloud on steroids, meaning it's not only analyzing the frequency, but the context within which the words show. So it would attach... uh, adverbs, verbs, adjectives, nouns, all the different contextual things, a current sentence, a previous sentence. And what happened was the military got word of the software. And so I had sought out these professors because I thought, ooh, maybe I can work with them and do a project that will entertain me for a bit and I'll learn something. And boy, did I learn something. And they got contacted (laughs) by the military to help them um, analyze documents. And so I was a lead researcher on the team who had about a 200-page document obtained from a jihadi camp right in Afghanistan, translated by the military, and then sat on my desk, and the instructions were, Jill, I've already read this and run it through the software. I want you to read it, hand-code it, and run it through the software, and let's see, A, what messaging strategies we can identify, and B, how is communication, how is information actually physically flowing within their system? So it was kind of a reverse engineering of their communication strategies, Um, by going through and hand-coding this document. And, I mean, aside from learning the obvious things that you would learn in something like that, it really taught me that unless you can actually reverse engineer a process. So to be able to tell people, yes, here's how you do it step-by-step-by-step, but then to be able to go back and look at a process after it's already occurred and then reverse engineer where the information started in the first place it's a completely different thing to be able to do that. And that skill set that I learned there has really informed a lot of the work that I've done in the future, including things in this book and the fact that you don't need to read 100 pages before you get to a strategy. Sure, could I have given you 100 additional pages of content on each one of these 27 strategies? I absolutely could have, but that's not the point. The point is to get it in the most simple, actionable format so you can follow the steps in a way that will work for your life. And they do. And what I took away from your live seminar is that I could transcribe my talks and use them. I've been writing for years. I've been speaking for years. And, you know, that's such a brilliant thing. And I've taken that away. And that is my thing to master for the year. So thank you very much because that one thing is about to change my entire business, literally. It's so... There is an example. I am a walking example of something that Jill's put out there. And she said, hey, did you know? And here's how this can impact you. And this is how you can do it. Now, there's more than that that I took away. I have an entire notepad of things because you went through it. And you are just so 
amazing. It's like, bam, 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 you know, trying to keep up is like, wow, okay, this is incredible. It speaks to the way your mind works and the brilliant gift that you've been given in this lifetime, which is, I think, someone who's incredibly left-brained coupled with the gift of being really right-brained because you can communicate that. You can take that to an audience and still be warm and I would say loving and friendly and yet direct. And that's a skill. That's really something unique. And so my hat's off to you. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> well, well it's thank incredible. you. And so, so the people listening, um, you know, let me, let me ask you this one. What's one of the most common questions you get in from listeners on the show? Let's, let's tackle that one from the dynamic communication lens. From uh, basically, well, it depends on the topic. It depends on what the topic is going to be because we have a variety of different topics. And I think it's really more about, let's say, if we're talking about consciousness, as we have a, a series called Conversations in Consciousness, what is consciousness? What is ego? That Those are questions that really come up. People seem to be confounded by ego because in the world today, ego means look at me, look at me. And it's it's very readily ingrained in us with all the, the communication of selfies and, and, you know, Instagram and things like that. However, that's not the ego that I'm speaking about most of the time on this show. It is more of your subconscious, that which is working behind the scenes to create things in your world that maybe are tripping you, things that are not giving you your best outcome. That's yeah, so if, if it's okay with you, can I run with those from a dynamic communication perspective? Let's do it. Yeah, so you look at ego, and let's, let's just address both of them. Um, so number one, like the selfies and everything like that, there's a lot of people who look at that as ego, and there is a ton of research out there that actually shows it's not ego as much as it is a genuine cry for connection. In some ways, even though we are more technologically connected and connected in some way to more people than ever before, the genuine connection is missing a lot. So we do a lot of these behaviors online to show we're connected, but in reality, we're craving that connection. So as the ego plays out in that, we're experiencing one thing in the social sphere and in the digital side of our lives, and how we merge those with the physical side of our lives has become a challenge for a lot of people. And I'm trying to think of the best chapter, you know, since you've been talking about the book so much, I want to tie people back to that for sure, but then take it out of the context as well. When it talks about our own consciousness, part of how we can be more conscious about ourselves is really watching how we're communicating to others when we need others to change. So, for example, you're a boss doing a performance review. You're a parent trying to change a behavior in a child. You're a significant other trying to get your partner to see your side or maybe do things a little bit differently and have a conversation about it. Your consciousness of self is going to directly be reflected in how you communicate. And so in Chapter 23, I call it Feed Me, Feed More, so any musical fans out there, you'll laugh at that. And if you're not, um, you're just not going to get it, and that's fine, then I'm totally not funny. But it's about delivering powerful (laughs) feedback that gets results. And it walks you through four different rules that you can use to really understand how to own your message more when you're communicating with others. And in owning your message, you become more conscious of yourself, of your feelings, of your expectations, of your desires, of your needs, and you're more structured about the way you communicate them with others. So 
one quick example of how a single word change can change the direction, the consciousness of not just you, but the entire conversation with your conversational partner. A lot of times when we start conversations where we are either giving great praise or giving something negative, the first word out of our mouths is you. You did this. You are so great. You are doing this wrong. But you is actually a verbal finger point. So when we're saying that, it actually triggers things back to our childhood that kind of mirror that thing where you hear your parents say, not just Jill, but Jill Suzanne, and that's my middle name. And you know when you heard your middle name as a kid that something was not right. So when we have the word you starting out a sentence, it immediately puts people on the defensive, even if what follows next is positive. So switching that up, just one simple semantic change in communication to starting with the word I. I noticed, I feel, I believe, I've witnessed, I have this opinion, I know, I think, I believe. Whatever words you're using, owning your message from the very beginning, what that does is it, number one, puts you firmly within your own consciousness, to use your term, Winifred, but then it also does not point the verbal finger at someone right off the bat, poising them to listen differently from the beginning. And that's just one simple word. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. That was amazing. I love that. And we're going to come right back with more Jill Schiffelbein right here, the dynamic communicator. Stay tuned. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter consciousness columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to 
to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can go to makinglifebrighterradio.com on the radio tab and the player this afternoon will have this show. And all the other ones that we've been doing, we have Jill Schiffel being here today and she's amazing. She's the dynamic communicator. You can check out her book on Amazon and you can go to the dynamiccommunicator.com. She has so many things that she can share and you will learn endless things on her website as well. Now, Jill, in your book, one of the coolest things that I found is talking about expertise and being authentic. You said, don't pretend to be something that you're not. Speak to that for us, please. I mean, I think the statement says it all. Anytime that I have ever in my life not been completely true to myself, it has never had any long-term benefit. Now, don't get me wrong, in a couple of situations it has had some short-term benefit. But the long-term benefits, not just from a business perspective, but from a personal perspective and how it eats away at you as an individual, you know, it's just not worth it. So it's really looking at whatever you're doing in your life, what really fits. And my philosophy, and I say this, um, and people laugh at it when I do this, when I do speeches to other business owners and talking about how I make decisions, but my first litmus test for any decision that I make in my life, so... Now, get my situation. I am single. I don't have kids. I have a beautiful 13-year-old cat, so I don't have some (laughs) considerations. Many of you on the line might, so you'd take those into account. But when I look at things that come my way, opportunities that come my way, I have two hands. My right hand is my business hand. My left hand is my happy hand. And unless both of them are raised up in the air, then I really have to think twice about doing anything. And to do something where both hands are not raised, I need to have one arm raised so high that I can almost smell underneath it. And I know that's not the best visual, but it's true, but you get it. That hand has to be so high that, wow, this is so overwhelmingly good for my business that even though it's not going to make me happy, and in fact, I may be very frustrated doing it, I know in the long run it is so good for my business that it is true to who I am as a person overall and true to what I want to accomplish. And the same thing goes on the happiness side. Uh, For example, one of the things I did this summer finally was I joined a softball league. You know, something for me, heaven forbid. And is the softball league a good business decision? Um, In fact, no, probably not in some ways. 
because I'm actually having to now rearrange some of my travel schedule so I can accommodate these games, which is putting me into cities different times and later. But is it super high on my happy side? It is, because that's what I need to be true to me and keep that balance alive. And I think we get get lost in that balance on a day-to-day because we get so in the weeds with what we're doing. So whatever it is in terms of your own life philosophy, have an initial litmus test that you can use to help you ascertain where your authenticity is really lying, and if you're feeding that in all the areas of life that are important to you. In terms of public speaking and being out there, you have you have things chapters in your book about that and how not to get stuck on stage and, and things like that, but what do you love most about public speaking? Me is a change. Um, being on stage is fine. I actually find just as much enjoyment giving a virtual training as I do being on a physical stage. And I know that's rare for professional speakers, but I love it. Um, in fact, that's what I'm going to jump on and do here shortly after we're done chatting today is give a virtual presentation. For me, my love is in the teaching. My love is in knowing that someone in that audience during that day is going to take at least one thing and they're going to use it to make part of their life better. That's where my love is. If I didn't have that, I would never care to get up and speak or never care to get up and teach. I like to see the transformation and the results. And personally, what makes your life brighter? Ooh, I mean relationships in my world, family, friends, and discovering new things. My biggest passion in life, I would say, is learning. And luckily, I'm fortunate enough to live in New York City where there's always a new exhibition, always a new experience, always a new encounter, always a new book to pick up or find lying on the subway platform, and you never know what you're going to learn. And so just that curiosity, I think, is my greatest passion. I think that, you know, you're always... Um, talking about sort of staying open in your book because our world is filled with quite a bit of assumption and perhaps even judgment. And I love that you seem to fall into the, the ideology of being open, always being open because you don't know what you're going to learn. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming and being with us today. It's been a real treat and Wish you all the best and we'll be continuing to study your work and following along. And for those of you out there that would like to get Jill's book, go to Amazon.com and you can check out her website again at thedynamiccommunicator.com and uh, she'll have much, much more there for you. Thank you so much for coming and being with us and uh, please come back and share more of your wisdom with us again. Well, thank you so much for having me, Winifred, and anyone listening, if you have any takeaway that you got from this show, I am at Dynamic Jill everywhere on social. Would love to hear it because, as you know, the action does matter. So thanks, Winifred. I'll be sure to share this out once I get the link, too, so everyone can hear more. Very good. Thank you so much, Jill. All right, everybody. That's Jill Schiffelbein, and uh, she is the dynamic communicator, and she's an incredible author as well. I can't speak enough to how clear her book is. And so I would encourage everyone out there who's interested in speaking, interested in business, interested in communicating better to go out and get her book. Um, you know, this is this is just an, an incredible compilation of work that she's done, which speaks to why we do this show. Making Life Brighter is about experts in their field, and it's about people that are taking their passion and their gift and using it until they can impact people positively, making our lives brighter. And that's a perfect example there. So 
Thanks, everybody, for um, listening in over 160 different countries around the world. And, you know, you go jolly. All you have to do is just smile at somebody, and that will make their life brighter. Just being present with someone will make their life brighter. Sometimes we try and know so much in our world, but it's really about heart, and I believe that firmly. Go jolly, everybody. Love you out there. We can't wait till... Next week, we'll bring you more here, and uh, we've got lots upcoming this fall. So rounding out our Women Empowerment Month, thank you, Jill Schiffelbein, and go jolly, everybody. Love you. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.